this is Karis Ryan and welcome to Teach Me in 20. Each week I'll release a new podcast where I get to speak with awesome people who have something new to teach me that I know nothing about. If, like me, you're naturally curious about everything, this could be the podcast for you. So come along for the ride. It'll only cost you 20 minutes. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Teach Me in 20 with Karis Ryan. Today we're joined by Michael Matter. Michael is the drummer in Australian heavy metal band Saviour. He's also just come off the back of a... They've come off the back of a tour around Australia. And their recent track, Never Sleep, has just hit 1.4 million views on YouTube. So be sure to check that one out. Michael, welcome on Teach Me in 20. How you going? (laughs) Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. So you... Also known as Salami Sticks Online. (laughs) I wanted to ask, is there a story behind that one? Yeah, um, so like a friend of mine, um, this girl that I was seeing for a little bit, we're actually like super tight now. She just always called me a salami stick, like for the whole time that I knew her. And then um, I was never big on like Instagram. Okay. And then uh, when like the band sort of, like probably like a couple of years ago when we really started like going hard for it, um, like companies and stuff when I was trying to get like endorsed they were like you need an online yeah. presence so I started like my Instagram up again I was like oh I need like a catchy <laughs> cool name and I just like salami sticks like that'll do and it's like stuck it's catchy yeah. I mean nonetheless because I got the sticks part I got because yeah. you're a drummer but just the salami yeah. was there anything behind that or she just uh, she just used to call me a salami stick like <laughs> that was it and then I was like salami sticks like yeah this this is good like I like this I <laughs> do you get that question a lot no, no okay I, but people yell it out all the time like every time we'll be like setting up for a show or something or people like spot me back Backstage, like from the crowd, that I'll just get like salami sticks. No way! I'm like, yeah, this is so good. <laughs> I mean, you could be called worse. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I'll take that. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're a member of Saviour. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know, the band actually broke up yeah, in did. 2013. Yeah, yeah. And then has since they reformed, reformed, and yeah. you're a new band member. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. did that come about? How did you get into Saviour? Um, so I've been good mates with like all of those guys for far out since I was like 18, I think, okay. and like. Yeah, there's like a good little group of us, like core group of us kind of thing. And those were like some of my best mates, I guess you could say. Um, I think when the band reformed, um, one of my like oldest friends, he uh, joined on guitar because okay. one of their like older guitarists like was moving forward with life, had, yep. got, uh, was getting married and had a kid and stuff. So he obviously couldn't commit to it anymore. Yeah. Um, and then I think they got Shantae in the band as well when they reformed. She's the vocalist and keyboard. But she's always been there as like an unofficial member, I guess you could say. She's on all the records but never was like a full-time member. Okay. Um, So you gave her finally a name? Yeah, yeah. Naming rights? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I'm pretty sure like back in the day they even brought her up for a show like maybe once or twice but I just don't think she was ever like that into it. Okay. Plus she's like super free spirit. She was travelling and stuff all the time. But yeah, then she joined and then it was about – a year after, I think she joined. They'd released another album, and then a few of the one of the members, um, J Man, the drummer, he moved um, over to make them suffer. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they're a Perth band, and they okay. are absolutely killing it. Okay, like, they are killing it. Um, so he started playing drums for them. Lindsay left, and then it was just like Dano, Bryant, and Shante left, I think. And um, Dano just hit me up one day and was like yeah, do you want to play drums? Like, we need a drummer kind of thing. That's I cool. I was like, yeah, done. And I'd already played in a band with Bryant previously when Saviour had broken up as well. Okay, so that would help. Yeah, sort of yeah, like. so I knew him. Because I was going to ask, how did that go about? Because it's always daunting with anything, like something that's already established, they've had a name and then you 
go in and yeah. it's just, was that, how was that as an I experience? I guess because I'd played live before, like I played in so many bands, but yeah, it was, it was like a little daunting, but I don't know, I kind of fell into it pretty easily. Helps, I guess, if you yeah. know them already. Yeah, that's it. I, I knew the music and stuff as well. It was awesome, but like, I was, I was so excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, I get to play in this like cool band. <laughs> and now I'm just like, man, this is so much hard work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask, how did you get into heavy metal and drumming in general? I've always been into it. Like, okay. I think actually Joel Ryan. Hey, Joel. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I reckon. <laughs> There's no in, relation like, to me. <laughs> I reckon, <laughs> yeah, actually, I used to think that when we were in school. Like, I was like, they're totally cousins. Yeah, so heads up, everyone. <laughs> Michael and I actually went to school together. So yeah. hello, everyone that went to Newman as well. <laughs> yeah, weird. <laughs> so Joel got you yeah. into it. Um, yeah, well, I think. He's going to love that he's got mentioned here. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's what like. yeah, Joel. Um, yeah, I reckon, because I remember I, I used to sit next to him on the bus all the time in year eight, like going back home or going to the, the train station after school. Okay. And he'd always have like his his Discman. Uh. <laughs> Such a thing. Um, and he'd like show me all these bands. He used to show me like a perfect circle and oh, there was some other bands. That's like, a band? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Because I, yeah, I know nothing about heavy metal, so I'm going to be the, the, and really their, clarifying. Their, I wouldn't even say they're, they're like a metal band. They're just like a rock sort of outfit. But he'd show me bands like that. And I and and a band called Carnival. They're another person. Oh, yep, I know that. I remember like hearing that. That's when I was like, "Whoa! Like this is this is cool." Like I've, I'd never really uh, latched onto music until sort of then. And then, um, yeah, I think just from then on, the heavier music just always like captivated me. So I wanted to ask why. So I guess from an outsider, yeah. I'm very much you know. Whitney Houston want to yeah. dance with somebody. I'm yeah. that type of, yeah. and everyone listening is probably cringing. Everyone hates my taste music <laughs> all the time at like gatherings. No one would want my iPod because it was horrible. But heavy metal, people may listen to it. For those who don't understand it, and for those who aren't familiar with it, why does it appeal to you, and what is it about it that you like? I don't know. I think it's just like, I don't know. People, it's it's just like. The musicians are, are like playing as hard as they can play, I guess, and it's like so technical, and there's so much, um, there's so much like energy there. Do you mm. know what I mean? And even like the vocals, like whatever that person has to say, they're trying to say it to you so hard that they're yelling at you. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah, totally. And, and there's like nothing better than than going to like, you know, I've been to so many live shows, I've been to like dance festivals and yada yada yada, but like there's nothing like an intimate, like heavy gig. Do you know what I mean? It's just like sweaty bodies jumping <laughs> on top of each other and like people pushing each other around and just like people like grabbing the mic and screaming the lyrics and stuff. Like you wouldn't get that at like a Taylor Swift concert. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everyone's a part of the show. Okay. And I think that's something that is just like a hardcore thing or like a metal thing. You don't really get that anywhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that is like, the most awesome thing ever. Is that what you do? You try and get people sort of really into it as well for yeah, your shows. Yeah, is like that what you our like? vocalists will like always give the mic out. Do you know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah, I, th I think that's awesome. Yeah, everyone becomes part of the show. Then do you know what I mean? You're not just buying a ticket to watch a band. Like you're buying a ticket to be part of that show. Yeah, and not I just think, spectating. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Like I think that's, that's the best. Hey, and uh, that's why I asked because at first glimpse, and for people like say my mum, I always sort of compare it. Like, yeah. what would my mum think? Yeah. She would see it as just yelling and screaming. Um, for people that haven't watched Saviour, check out the Never Sleep 
video on YouTube. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that is intense. Yeah. So did – I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but did you guys have creative control over that? Yeah, we always have creative control over all of them. Wow. And they're always pretty violent. Because <laughs> it starts out, I'm like, oh, Shantae's got such a beautiful voice. Yeah. It's really down-tempo, easy yeah. listening, and then it's <laughs> – yeah. And you're like, whoa, okay, this went to another level. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, I think that's what we go for in our music as well. It's like a lot of light and dark. Okay. And that's where Shantae helps like so much, you know. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, who is your influences and inspiration? Oh, far out. I don't even know. I couldn't even really answer. I don't, there's so many. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm, I guess like I had a, I've got a cousin growing up and he was like, he went for that like rock star lifestyle, you okay. know, and I used to think that was pretty cool. Um, my auntie was a piano teacher and she had like a big studio underneath her house and one portion of that studio was his bedroom. Oh. I remember always going down there and there was just like music gear everywhere and then like my cousin's just like messy bedroom but it was almost like all he did was like play music and then just like crash out on a bed. I just thought that was so cool. So, so your cousin's your inspiration. I guess so, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we can really <laughs> say that, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then I also wanted to be like, because I mean none of us will ever come close to knowing what it's like to be a rock star. <laughs> What, Neither will I. <laughs> <laughs> what is the feeling that you have up there when you've got thousands of people screaming oh. salami sticks <laughs> or just yelling like you just yeah, it's like illustrated else. before? It's like the best high ever. Do you know what I mean? I get like so nervous before every show. It doesn't matter if it's if it's a big show or a small show. I'll always be like the same amount of nervous. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, once you start, it is like the best high ever. People always make fun of me because they're like, man, you just don't stop smiling when you're on stage. I'm like, oh, really? Like, it doesn't feel like it. And then I'll see videos back and I'm like, oh, I look like such an idiot. <laughs> Are you trying to keep the yeah. cool persona yeah, but cool. you're just like I'm in a metal grin. band. I'm trying to be like, yeah, we're like dark and scary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting there like smile. I always get nervous. After th- like, I guess no matter how many shows yeah, you do. Yeah, always get nervous. I think it's a good thing though. I mm. think when you stop getting nervous is almost when you stop caring. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd probably relate and to that. most people that I talk to, they always have like a little tick before like a show. Okay. I've got like one mate who um, you can't really talk to him before a show. He just paces. Oh, and you're okay. like, are you all good? And he's like, yeah, yeah, like, just, getting, just getting ready. You're Is like, he in the same? No, no, no. Okay. It's just like another mate. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any pre-show rituals? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, so it'll always be a cigarette. Okay. And um, that cigarette will be like me trying to get away from everybody. And like when people come up to talk to me, I'm like probably the biggest asshole ever because I'll just be like, yeah, 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 like, stop talking to me. And then <laughs> I'll go downstairs, play through the three hardest tracks that we play live. Yep. And then I'll go and have another cigarette. And then I usually just like stand backstage and just flick my wrists. Really? <laughs> That's my ritual. Yeah. It's Do like it a little bit of yoga yeah. before the show. Yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> Okay, that's different. Yeah. What about after the show? Are you a part the partier? Do you love you going out? Most of the time after, the, especially if we're on tour, um, I trust me, I love to party. But if we're on tour, I'm usually the one that's got to keep the, the clearest head, I guess, after a show. Um, because the two vocalists, they've got to do what they've got to do. You know, they're the face of the band. So mm-hmm. they need to be out there like interacting with people, I guess, like and partying. You know what I mean? It yeah. looks good too to yep. have them sort of like talking to the fans and they love it as well. So usually I'll be on stage packing down gear and then like sorting stuff to put back in the trailer or whatever or the van and stuff like that. And once that's sort of done, maybe two hours after the show, then I can enjoy my night. Well, because I was going to say that it is a very much a stereotype, you know, bands, go, you know, work hard, play hard. Yeah. But then I speak to some singers and they're like, no, I want my chamomile tea and um, yeah. early to bed. Yeah. I need to save my voice or I guess, but for a drummer, I mean... 
stretch out some, the wrists some, and you're good. Some, yeah. <laughs> some people are like that. But um, I, you'd be surprised. Like, it's definitely not, like, it's not, I guess, I don't want to say, like, all that it's cracked up to be, like, it's a bad thing. But there's so much work involved. Do you know what I mean? When you're on the road, it is, like, constant work. There might be those, like, couple of hours where you do get to party. Or if you've got a day off, we party. Okay. But, you know, other than that, you you know, if you we usually start in Brisbane. And by the time we finish the show and pack the van, it's a 10, 11 hour drive to Sydney. So, okay. So and then you're you, not flying and nah, driving. No, nah, no, nah, you got to okay. drive. Well, we do anyway. It's a lot cheaper. Okay. I was going to say, is that so you can haul all the equipment yeah, or cost? Yeah, pretty much. It's okay. just a lot cheaper. To, well, with Vir- actually, Virgin's really good. Um, if you're a musician, they have a thing called APRA. Don't ask me what it stands for. That's the royalties yeah, people. Yeah, you also have to be signed up to them to get your royalties. But they do have like this thing with APRA. And they give you 80 kilos of excess baggage for free. Gee, I think it's good. Virgin and Qantas that do it. But Qantas suck. Like every time you go to Qantas to do it, they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Oh. And like Virgin's just like, yeah, you're a musician. Like, yeah. Gee, that's done. good. So you get like four pieces. And I think the max a single piece can weigh is like 36 kilos or something. So we pretty much can fly all our gear around the country for free. But yeah, it's just once you get to another spot, you, we start driving. Do you know what I mean? We usually just fly to Brizzy or fly to Melbourne or Adelaide just depends those are the three cities we'll always start and then we just move from there yep. yeah so i just saw you were just touring on the east coast actually yeah. how did that go that was awesome but that was with make them suffer okay so that was their tour um that was like the end of their album cycle yep um but that was that, that was a huge tour we were playing like theaters that whole time so wow that was incredible actually so run us through you mentioned it's hectic as what's a standard day look like when you're on tour uh <laughs> A lot of driving. Yep. Um, so you rock up to the venue, I'm guessing like sound checks. Yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah. We usually rock up, start setting up and everything. We usually have about two, two and a half hours to like set up our gear, like load in yep. and, and be sound checked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do all that, set up merch and stuff like that. Then like, I love that you've got merch. Yeah. Every good band does, don't have, they? You've got to have merch, but it's like really the... It's or just everyone shows in... is the only way that you're making money though. Yeah, you know? I've heard that. Yeah, there's like, there's no like... CD sales anymore. It's just not a. It's, t- it's a thing of the past. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you're selling shirts, like that, that's where we make it. That's where we make our bread and butter. Yeah. You know, at the end of every show, we'll always be like, "How much did we sell tonight?" Mm-hmm. Like, like it's usually a good conversation. So you're setting all that up yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes we bring out road crew, but usually it'll just be like maybe a lighting guy and a driver. Okay. And like a lighting guy slash driver sort of thing. We'll have someone to help with the driving and a sound guy. Yeah. The sound guy's like setting up sound gear the whole time. Um, and the, yeah, the lighting slash driver guy is usually just like a friend that we can bully so that we don't bully each other. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then I guess, is that pre-show and then time for show? Time for show. How yeah. long does that show usually go for? So, like four hours, I guess. Whoa. I well, that's like... not us playing for four oh, okay. hours. No, no, no. Yep. But like from start to finish with all the bands and stuff. Playing. I guess you have to hang around. Yeah. Yep. We usually play for like 45, 50 minutes, which is like a headline set. They hurt. Like, by the end of that, I'm stuffed. Wow. Yeah. So, what are you doing? Uh, is it called the green room, I guess, at backstage yeah. while the other... N- not a lot. Everyone's okay. just kind of, like, chilling, like, okay. drinking beers and stuff. Yeah. Just depends how cheerful we are. I know usually first night of tour, we all get pretty sloshed before we go on, and that helps. <laughs> wow, <laughs> But okay. by, like, the middle of tour, you're just sort of like, oh, I just want to, like, just hurry up and water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just sort of sleepy, you know what I mean? And you don't get a lot of sl- You don't get a lot of sleep at all. Why is that? You're just in the van the whole time. Oh, Majority okay. of tourists, you're, you're sitting in a van. But mm-hmm. I mean, I love that. I like driving, so I I don't mind that that bit at all. 
So you're sitting in a van, then you're sitting down t- yeah. to drum. Yeah, and then I'm sitting to drum. I've spent my life sitting. <laughs> I wanted to ask if you could play any other – do you play any other instruments? No, I used to be able to play piano, but I've got like no idea how to play it. Yeah. I just t- I started taking piano yeah. lessons, yeah, would I you wish, believe? I wish I could play piano. Keep yeah, it down there. Do uh, it. Get onto it. Piano's awesome. It's so much harder than I thought. <laughs> so much harder. It's a percussion instrument. Because it's two hands and – Yeah, 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 yeah. I find – because I teach tennis and I finally now can relate to when people just aren't getting it. And mm. I'm like, how are they not getting this? Mm. Like, it's just easy. It's always but good when that, like, when that glass shatters, but oh. you're like, oh my God, I can do this. Like, yeah. So what, if you were in, just hypothetical, any other band or you could start a new band and play any instrument, what would you want to be? Guitar. Really? Yeah, those guys look like they have so much fun. <laughs> do they get all the glory too? Because uh, they're just jumping around on yeah, stage. Yeah, they can move around. I'm like so jealous of that. I'm just stuck in a spot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you can wave your hands. Yeah, but, but there's only so much waving. I or the do. stick thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, those guitarists look like they have so much fun. Nice. I wouldn't want to be a vocalist. That seems too hard. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could sing. Yeah. So then, okay, show's done. Is there any post-show stuff like meet and greets or autographs? Uh, we don't really do. Like, depend, if we played like um, Unify Festival at the start of the year. So that's like a big, they call it like a heavy music gathering. Okay. Um, for that sort of stuff, there'll be meet and greets and all of that. But that's always organised by like festival promoters or whatever. Right. We personally, I think, I think it's kind of cheesy. I'd rather just like meet you in the beer garden. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Than be like hey, buy like a VIP ticket and you'll get like a half an hour pass to hang out with the band. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you guys got to eat too. Like, it's your livelihood. I don't know. I I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of weird. You know, I never... Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's just kind of weird. I'd rather just hang out with you. Like, I'll give anyone the time of day. Do you know what I mean? I I think that's... Yeah, that's way more natural, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had... So, again, you've got almost like 50,000 followers on Facebook. Yeah. 9,000 on Instagram. Yeah. We need that 10,000. Come on, we need, we need one more thousand. <laughs> then we can Come on, start guys. doing those little swipe up things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of fans, like, I read up as well. They were really shattered when the, the band broke yeah, up. Yeah. And have you had a massive response when, since it's got back yeah, together? Yeah, and it's only getting bigger. I think the band's grown since since the new lineup anyway. Like, right. I'm not trying to say anything bad about the old lineup. No. But yeah, I think... Um, yeah, credit to us. I think we've we've grown it even even more, which I think is something super hard to do. You see a lot of bands break up and get back together, and they just never really, never really happens for them again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's, yeah, it's a weird thing. Even like some, you know, like have you ever heard of a band called North Lane? No. They're like a pretty big Australian band, okay. and they lost a vocalist like two albums in, and they were ma- they were do- they're still massive, but they were like blowing up. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And they lost a vocalist, and I remember seeing that happen. I was like, oof. Like you lost your vocalist, there goes that band kind of thing. And I don't know how they did it, but they got another vocalist and they're like bigger than ever. Turned it around. Yeah, I think that's, man, such credit and respect to them for being able to do that because I think that's such a hard thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Losing members or like starting again and stuff like that. But I mean, credit to you guys as well if you're building it even better. I mean, that takes a lot of work as well. Yeah. With And with that, your fans as well. Have you got any like fan stories or... Crazy fans stories or fangirls. <laughs> we've got one. Oh, we've got one fan. He's this dude from. Um, he's this dude from Darwin. Okay. And every time we play a show or like go on tour, this guy will follow the tour around. And like we just, he's just Nico now. Like one time <laughs> we like made his life. I reckon. Um, we played. Oh, where did we play? We played uh, Ballarat, mm-hmm. and then the next show was Adelaide, and then we we're coming back to Melbourne. 
And he flew to Melbourne and he's like, oh, I can't get to Adelaide, but like, I'll see you guys when you get back to Melbourne. And we we're like, Nico, jump in the van, mate. You're coming to oh. Adelaide. We'll put you on the door. And I remember like, we had to stay in like an Airbnb and stuff. And he's just like, oh, like, I don't want to get in the way. I'll crash on the floor. We're like, nah, Nico, you're sweet. Like, on tour with the boys. <laughs> that guy's life that. peaked. Yeah, he's never he going to top that. that. We always talk about that. We're like, yeah, we made that dude's life. That's sick. <laughs> that must be such a good feeling. Yeah, I, thought, I just thought it was pretty funny. But yeah, he loved that. But even like the music you're creating as well, because people really connect with songs and yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Is it cool to having an impact on people musically? Yeah, it's, I'm not going to lie. I, I will never get over being out in public and somebody being like, saviour. Like, <laughs> we always try to shrug it off, but like inside I'm like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like, that was sick. You, I mean, you've got six band members. Yeah. That in itself, I mean, we've seen bands over the years i mean bohemian rhapsody the movie that came yeah. out you oh, see man. he was something else wasn't he well you just see the challenges faced yeah. creatively with people all sort of wanting to have input with you guys what i mean does someone have the final say is there a team leader or do you like how does who gets yeah how does that all work when you're making tracks um i'd say we actually all get along pretty well when it comes to making tracks um We've got like two main writers, mm-hmm. so um, we've got like the two guitarists, and they they both write have like completely different styles. Like one's r- super melodic, and the other one is just like a little more on the heavy side kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, the one who I would say is a little more on the heavy side, he wrote Never Sleep, and that is like the most melodic track ever, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but usually it's just like whoever w- someone will write a track, and then it usually gets sent to me and Bryant, the vocalist, and then me and him we'll usually break it down um, and like rework it. Or if we're like, oh, we can hear something else or this needs to change or this needs to go or we think something could be added, then we'll get studio time with one of the, whoever wrote the song kind of thing. We'll sort of build it up, build it up, build it up. And everyone's got access to the song as like, this is happening. So some people will be like, oh, it'd be cool if you like, if we, I don't know, put a breakdown there or whatever. But usually it's like one or two people, uh, sorry, two or three people mainly that will, be contributing into into writing the song and then once it all sort of comes together that's when it's like all hands on deck okay and that's when like Shantae will start putting her vocals down or I'll really start trying to put drums down usually drums is the last thing that we do okay yeah um you just mentioned before what's the breakdown breakdown's like the heavy so you know like a drop in like an in like a D&B song yeah yeah everyone's like ah okay okay (laughs) that's like a breakdown okay cool yeah because I was going to ask, so it's not all of you guys in the studio at the same time. It's couple never, here and never, then each hardly. Piece I think by piece. when I first joined the band, we did it a few times, but it's just too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm. You got too many people throwing ideas, and nothing gets done. Right? Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, it's just I, I, get, I guess some people might be able to work like that, but it's just too many voices. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So you said as well earlier, you guys have full creative control. Yeah. So I mean. If people that don't know the music industry, sometimes you can get like a publisher that'll pitch something to you, like we want this. Do you have your label that's like we want you to take this type of yeah, direction? So we, we did have a label. Okay. We're not on a label anymore. Okay. We've gone independent. Um, that's cool as well. Yeah. So that means for people that don't know, you can just release tracks on your own yeah, platforms. We can do whatever we want. Whatever. Okay. You can do that as well with a label too, but you've always got like somebody like over your shoulder going like, "When's this happening?" or when you be like, we want to release this track, they'll be like, okay, like you're gonna, you've got it there, cool. We're gonna re- release it in like six weeks time. You're like, oh, we want to release it like now. You mm, know what I mean? Yeah. So they they almost always have the last say, kind of thing. And there's not anything. I'm not. I don't want to hang any like shit on a label or whatever. They they're necessary. They do their part. Yeah. But I think um we got to a point where 
we didn't really need it in Australia anymore. You know, we had a big enough name for ourselves, so we didn't need someone to like push it, like push it for us. You yeah, know, yep. you know what I'm saying. I hope that answered your question. No, no, no. I, I to- yeah, that's what I thought as well. Because I guess the label sort of helps with the distribution and yeah, can help yeah, with yeah, the marketing yeah. of it. Um, in terms of like, you've created the track. It's a long process, isn't mm. it? So, yeah. how long for people that don't know? And this is what it's all about: learning. Some tracks, some tracks, <coughs> headstrong. Um, that was one of the. I'd say latest releases, but it's probably been like a year and a couple months now that it's been out. But we wrote that song in like three days. Wow. And then there's one track on the album that we had sitting in like a riff bank for about a year and a half. And we kept going back to it, kept going back to it. We just couldn't get it to work. And me and the, um, the guitarist, Dano, we were just like, no, nah, there's something here, but we just, we just couldn't get it to click. And then one day we sat down at, and within about half an hour, we, just, we had the song. Got so, it. Yeah, some songs, I don't know, some songs will just come out, some songs take forever. Because I guess it's, yeah, whenever sort of creativity sparks yeah, and... Yeah, and like writer's block is such a real thing. <laughs> Do you write for any other bands or heavy metal uh, stuff? Actually, me and Bryant are starting a new project. Oh, but cool. this is like so new. We've I... got like one song. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's all on the download yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. to this be... This is like, you just got the hot scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There you go, guys. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. And then, so the tracks there, you've you know sort of got the draft of it. I guess we can call you then editing yeah, we call them it like pre-production. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then you're editing it to and fro, and then how do you go about getting it out to the world for people that are at you know want to be musos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we'll do like the pre-production side of it or whatever. Yeah. And then we record everything ourselves. Okay. So we'll do like all the recording, like all the DIs and stuff. So DI is like you're recording a dry guitar into the computer and okay. then once it's in the computer, then you put like the effect on it. Right. So you know how you have like a distortion on like a guitar or whatever. You know, you could plug a guitar straight into an amp and it's just clean. There's nothing. There's no pedals or anything like distorting the sound or whatever, doing anything to the sound. Yeah. And then, you you know, people will have like relay pedals or delay pedals and stuff like that. When you're recording guitar, you record that DI straight clean into the computer okay. and then once it's on the computer, that's when you start putting your like distortions or your delays or everything like that. So we'll do all of that. Yep. <laughs> Put it in the computer, send it off to a producer, then um, and we'll always have the track, like the draft version of the track, how it's supposed to sound. We'll send that and all the dry stuff to him. Yep. And he like produces it all for us. We get it back. And then we just like lately we've been um, releasing every track with a video. So once the video is sort of done, we'll give ourselves like two weeks and just start like drip feeding little teasers like on Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. then boom, we release the song. And we just, I think we go through, uh, it's like TuneCore, I think is like okay. an app or whatever. Yep. And you just like pay them and um, they have like a little bank account um, that's like attached to your name sort of thing. And yep. they'll release your music on like all the platforms. And then every time you get a stream, they'll like put the money like into your account and then you can just draw from that whenever you want. Oh, great. Yeah. So, Have you cool. found since you've been a part of it, it's always changing, so yes. the stuff you're releasing. Because you've got a female vocalist, yeah. which I think for a heavy metal band, is that quite rare to well, see? I think it's like a Perth thing. Oh, actually, okay. there's a there's a Melbourne bound band called Drown This City, okay. and they've got a female screamer. Yeah, she's like a female heavy vocalist. There was another band in Perth called Cursed Earth. Um, they had a female vocalist, but something happened there. She left or something, and now they're just, they just released like an album where they've got like heaps of guest vocalists on like... They've got like a different vocalist for each song yeah. um, and make them suffer as well. Like our mates from Perth, they have a girl vocalist they always have. Yeah. So we always just like to say it's like a Perth thing. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's why. it creates such a contrast. That's I really I liked think. it. It's super light and dark. Do you think you've sort yeah. of got more of a fan base now because it's it attracted helps. more? So yeah. it helps. It definitely helps. It's a lot easier to listen to. Like my mum hates it, but <laughs> she'll always be like, Oh, the music's really nice and Shante has such a lovely voice, but I just don't understand what Bryant's saying. <laughs> <laughs> and like every time Bryant will come to like if he comes over and like my mum's there or whatever. She'll be like, oh, you're Bryant. You're the one that screams. And Bryant's just like, yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I was saying before. That's the perception of it. it's yeah. just yelling. Yeah. Um, and that's why sort of what you said before and it's, it's that just, energy. It's just, it's just so honest. Do you know what I mean? I just think it's super honest. It's just like there's no holding back. He's, what, whatever, what he has to say to you, he wants to scream it at you. Yeah. I think it's cool. What is the best thing about being a rock star? Like what <laughs> – Why? Do, if it was all to end tomorrow, what would you miss most? The mateship, okay. the like camaraderie. Yep. Yeah. With your band members. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I, and, you know, even like the scene. It's just kind of like when you're with other members of like of like the scene or like bands that are playing like the same sort of music. I don't know. They just sort of get it. Everyone gets it. Like we all know what we're all sort of fighting for the same goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the best thing that I love about music as well. There's not a lot of jealousy like when you meet other bands or go on tour with other bands or like this band's doing better or this band got like this opportunity, yada, yada, yada. Everyone's just like so stoked wow, that's for each nice. other and I love that. Like, yeah. I don't think I've been on a tour where I haven't got along with like a band. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's just like so stoked to be there and that's, that's, that's what I'd miss the most. Nice. And yeah. you mentioned as well you do a lot of like collabs so like you're maybe helping each other yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. their that's tracks. It. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool. And what's next for Saviour? What have we got to look forward to? Uh, a new album, which will be out at the end of this year. Awesome. Yeah, so hopefully you'll see something of that pretty soon. Yay. Yeah, All those teasers you're going to give us before yeah, the yeah, film yeah, clip. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Excellent. The film clip's pretty cool as well. Really? Yeah, like, like better? Because it's going to be hard to top this gonna one. It's going to be hard to top Never Sleep, that's for sure. That one was, yeah, that one was good. For those who haven't seen it, go check out Never Sleep Saviour on YouTube. Yeah. Keep an eye out for them. I'm going to put their Instagram handles on our uh, write-up. But thank you so much, Michael, for joining us. Thank you. (laughs) See you later, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Teach Me in 20. If you did, and if you even just learnt one thing, make sure you subscribe so each week you can learn something new with me. Bye.